Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hey guys, this is a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lindsay. And today we're doing a movie sode. Mm-hmm. It's our first episode back. 2022. Yes. And January might almost be done, but you know what? <laughs> it's who, fine. Who? <laughs> cares listen we make the rules right it's we also, survived this pandemic <laughs> barely it's also yeah. only been three weeks into january and i feel like so much shit has already happened i feel like a year is already exactly gone so i'm just like all eh, shitty things it's fine oh, <laughs> that's why we're doing a movie so keeping things easy if you hear purring or like oh my gosh you knocked the mic over <laughs> clover we're, we're recording in my sister's house and yeah. her cat has like no spatial awareness she's very demanding so she just keeps jumping up on the desk like <laughs> pet, pet me now <laughs> okay all right so yeah. yeah today we're doing stardust and it'll be my movie sewed and i'm super excited mm-hmm. <laughs> charlie cox here we go right henry cavill and baby ben barnes baby ben barnes <laughs> <laughs> the trifecta oh, all right so <laughs> this one's going to start a little differently because for those of you who don't know, I audiobook everything and this one on Audible was actually narrated narrated by Neil Gaiman, who is the author. So at the end of it, they like interviewed him and we got to find out like what his inspiration and everything was for the story. So I thought I would tell you guys because oh, <laughs> awesome. it's super, super cute. I love Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Wholesome man. All right. So, it all started... Wait, let me just get this cat off the table. (laughs) Her butt just keeps hitting the microphones or she keeps, like, rubbing on everything. (laughs) So, if you hear a bunch of, like, knocks, I'm so sorry. But, if you're lucky, you can probably hear her purr, too. So... Oh, there she goes. (laughs) All right. So, it all started in 1987 when Neil Gaiman was on holiday in Ireland in cork ireland and he saw a wall like he said he was just driving down a street and he just happened to look over and there was just this wall and it was broken down in the middle and he thought how interesting it would be if on the other side of that was like the fairy realm Mm -hmm. like a magical mystical world he's like "Hmm, cool like interesting so at that moment the novel that he was going to write was just called wall and it was set in the here and now and was about a novelist that was living in america for 20 years and then goes back to england to a little town in which they have this wall So that's kind of like how he kept it for a little bit until 1991, and he was at the World Fantasy Convention in Arizona, and there was a small... Arizona. Yeah, right? It's (laughs) really weird. (laughs) And he was at a small party being held out in the desert, and they were there because he was nominated for an award for Sandman, which they won, by the way, Mm. which I thought was really cool. And the party was the night before, and he was outside, and he said he looked up and a star fell And it looks so much more grand in the desert than how stars look while they fall in England. Mm -hmm. And right then and there, he he saw that there was a setting for stardust because it popped into his head. And he said, what would happen if someone set out to go get that falling star? And what would happen if that star wasn't a lump of metal and then it hit him? He's like, that's wall. Like the star would fall on the quote unquote Mm -hmm. wrong side of the wall. And that idea sat in his head for 24 hours the next morning, like after they won. Uh, for Sandman, he knew that this was a story and he wanted Charlie Vest to draw it. So in 1993 and 1994, they approached a bunch of publisher- publishers and only one wasn't intimidated by an illustrated book. And that was DC Comics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, interesting. 
Uh, he went out and bought his first fountain pen in 20 years because he knew he wanted it to be written by hand, and then he started to write it. Aww. In 1997, it was published in four installments by DC Comics. So it actually started as like a narrated novel, not narrated, mm-hmm. illustrated novel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's kind of cool. I had no idea. He now had a publisher and an editor that he was working on for a few things, and with her... Uh, he told her about like what they were doing with DC Comics and she was like oh my god this should be a book and he's like ah well let me ask DC and DC was like do whatever the heck you want dude we don't care so he was like okay fine so now it's going to be turned into an actual book and it was really cute because during this interview he was like oh yeah and there's talks of it being turned into a film oh yeah I was like oh (laughs) like it all came full circle I thought it was adorable so uh, there are things that they cut out of the DC comics from the original manuscript. And so then like the guy who was interviewing him asked him a few questions, which I wanted to share because I also thought they were cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said, why write a fairy tale? And he said, because he wanted to write a fairy tale for adults. So thank you, sir. And then he asked, what was his favorite form of writing and his least favorite form of writing? And it's kind of funny because he said his least favorite was film because <laughs> he said it's frustrating because you kind of just hand it over to the director and then it's all in his hands. And then his favorite is radio plays, which apparently are like super big in London mm-hmm. or in England. Oh, yeah. And I was are. like, oh, interesting. And then he asked a form of writing that he wants to try. And he said an original stage play. Which I was like, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, no, I can't really imagine Right. I'm trying to neil gaiman's like stage play mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one cute thing apparently when he was reading it he got to a part where the like the uh, obsidian glass knives that you see in the movie mm-hmm. like the black knives apparently in the book well apparently he did mm-hmm. i just forgot mm-hmm. but he says that um there's a part where they're sharpening it with the whetstone and he's like you can't sharpen glass with the whetstone it'll break <laughs> and he said when he was narrating it he got to that part and was like wait a minute who put this in there? And he's like, wait a minute. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm the author. Yeah. And he said he just kind of sat there and laughed. He's like, after like everything that the story has been through, no one read that and noticed that like this isn't a thing. <laughs> so I thought it was very, very cute that Neil Gaiman was like, what the hell? That's amazing. Right? All right. <laughs> so that like was pretty much all the juicy stuff from the interview I thought was very, very adorable. Okay. I so got, now. You got through a lot of that. I know. It's just like, <laughs> roll i know well it's just basically because it's all bullet notes so it's just like little things Mm -hmm. that he had said so this is one of those it's kind of sad because i watched the movie before i read the book Mm -hmm. and i now (laughs) don't like the movie that much oh really (laughs) well okay i don't right now because the last time i watched it i was like literally looking for things that were like quote unquote different Mm -hmm. or wrong about it and um so i think it'll just give me some time and i'll be back into like loving it very much but book is too fresh well that and there is just uh the part with the cross-dressing pirate completely made up oh yeah it's nowhere in the book yeah i would like the entire time i like well, the, you do meet the pirates in the book but there's just there's no cross-dressing mm-hmm. and, and i was like what why <laughs> like you mean robert who? de niro doesn't exactly. <laughs> put on a dress in a heart mold i was like what do you mean so i guess for like the differences i'm just gonna be popping back between like book and movie which the major one for the book for me was the very beginning where there's just way more backstory like we get a whole history of his dad like the story starts with dustin thorne and how ben barnes yeah baby <laughs> ben barnes and how there's like the previous generation where there's actually a bridget <laughs> oh yes okay. there's a a bridget thank you neil a dustin 
and then like two other there's like two girls and two boys and basically it's kind of the same thing like dustin wanted like the super pretty girl and when Mm -hmm. it didn't quite work out because she was going after the humphrey of that generation he kind of there's like this girl daisy oh bridget (laughs) becomes victoria's mom so you know victoria from the original story that he's like that tristan's in love with Mm-hmm. Bridget is the pretty girl that Dustin wanted to marry. Doesn't she becomes Victoria's mom, and then he and the cycle continues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's this girl named Daisy that's like madly in love with Tristan, but he like I guess they're friends, so he's like, meh, she's just oh, a girl. She's yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they end up getting married because she like had it in her head that they're just gonna get married their entire time, and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess we can do that. Oh, so then she, they like they actually get married, so he has a wife. And they have another child. So Tristan actually has a younger sister. Wait, Tristan or Dustin? Dustin. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the previous generation is okay. Bridget, Daisy, mm-hmm. and Dustin. Okay. So Bridget has Victoria. Okay. And then Dustin and Daisy, Daisy. have Louise, who is Tristan's younger sister. Okay. So, oh. yeah, it's really weird. I was like, what? Like, what is this happening? But we pretty much get like a whole prequel and like the origin story of Tristan, Victoria, and Louisa. Also, the entire town knows about the Land of Fairy. And mm-hmm. they always, it's like every year they have this huge carnival. Well, not carnival. Kind of like a market. Kind of yeah. like, so we kind of see it in the movie. It's like that thing that... Baby Ben Barnes sneaks to Mm -hmm. where he buys a little snowdrop flower. Okay, yeah. But it's actually like very well known. Like everyone from the town of Wall gets like super excited and goes to it. Like they're allowed to go over. Yeah. Okay. It's everyone from the town. Like oh, we're all going to the market. (laughs) At first, when you said like every year, I thought oh, did someone get sacrificed? Like I'm all excited. Oh wait, no, it's just a a market. (laughs) Yes, they go to the village, pick a virgin, and they sacrifice (laughs) to the fairyland. No. Tropey. <laughs> no 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 like the whole town knows about wall mm-hmm. or walls the humans because in the movie they make it seem like because um, he like sneaks in people just know they're not supposed to go over there and they yeah. just don't also the guard's it. like one old man and mm-hmm. in the book the guard they like rotate from the townsmen it's like all men from the town and they all take turns being the guard at the wall. It's not like some 97-year-old man. I loved it being the old man. Right? And then he gets all agile. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I learned from your father. Yeah. <laughs> like the 97-year-old man that knows Kung Fu. No, mm. not a thing. Not a thing for Aww. some reason. I don't know why. It's just like little things like that. Like, I don't know why they decided to change it. But that's one of the things that I'm like, that can stay. Mm. I like that. It's adorable. <laughs> Police stay. Right. Oh, but I thought it was really funny because it's literally just men from the town. So later when Tristan does try to like get over, the two guys are like, please don't make me tell your dad. Like, please just go home. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like they do. Not everyone's allowed over. Like whenever they do try to keep it to only when that market is happening. Mm -hmm. But everyone knows about it and no one like sneaks in all the time. So and people from the fairyland will come stay in wall like the motel is always like like a conjoining market from both sides. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing happens with uh, Baby Ben Barnes where he goes over, but it's not like sneaky. It's just the market time. Mm -hmm. And he does like find the pretty girl who's selling the snowdrop thing and the same thing. Oh, but with her, like because we all know she's a princess, right? Mm hmm. With her, uh, there's actually like how she gets off of her spell. It's so cute. So much cuter in the book. But in the in the movie, she says like, oh, the chain can only come off once she dies. In the book, there's a riddle. And the riddle is when the moon loses her daughter and two Mondays come together. So, right. Which sounds really weird. I will explain. (laughs) Okay, please. So in the book, Victoria, like you can kind of see it in the movie where Tristan works, that store. It's called Mr. Mondays. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's like an older gentleman in the book and never really says. He just says he's older. So 
I'm assuming if they're all in like their 18, early 20s, he's probably like 35, 40, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like he's oh not <laughs> he's not ancient, okay. but he's just an older gentleman. And all the girls in town are like, oh my God, Victoria, like, ew, like he's so old, but I think he like <laughs> looked at you. And Victoria's like, oh, really? And like tries to play it <laughs> off of like, oh, he's just some crusty old man. But it turns out Victoria's oh in love with him. So oh. yeah, she's in love with him and they end up getting married at the end. So two Mondays come together Ew. and the moon losing her daughter is a vein falling from the sky. So on the day of their wedding, Victoria and Mr. Monday's wedding, the chain falls off. Oh, like I thought it was okay. That's cute, really cool. Right. <laughs> I was because when I was reading it, they were like, oh yeah, two Mondays come together. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And then later on in the book, I was like, that, that shit's cute. Mm-hmm. Instead of her just dying. So I mean, getting decapitated by green yeah fire. <laughs> by green magical fire mm-hmm. so she deserved it though she kind of did she kind of is she just as bad in the book the witch yeah she the does not have one? that big of a part Ew. oh dishwater sal yeah she does oh okay. um, she is kind of she's still the same thing she's still very much like keeps her prisoner uh isn't very bright still poisons her with limnus grass to get her to tell the truth mm-hmm. and gets hexed for it so she's her story is pretty much the same but the main witch michelle pfeiffer Mm -hmm. not that big in the story really yeah so i found out because i always wondered jumping to some movie trivia that part has always been small like in the books and stuff but when she got casted the the director who is matthew vaughn who also did all the kingsman movies which i think Mm. is pretty cool when she got casted, the director got so excited that he made the role bigger. Like, they mm-hmm. expanded the role for her. Because it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Because it's Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> right. So, I thought that was funny. But, yeah, her part in the uh, in the movie, or in the book, not that big. Let's see. What's the next thing that's different? There's a whole bunch of little shit. Like, there's a line in a unicorn fight in the book <laughs> that you don't see any part of. That's how the unicorn comes in, and she doesn't just magically walk out from the forest and help a vein. Mm-hmm. They actually and then just like, disappear, and the unicorn never comes back yeah. after the hotel. So, there's actually, like, this huge lion and unicorn fight that a vein, like, sees, and she's like, Tristan, you have to help the unicorn, because the unicorns are, like, the moon goddesses. Mm-hmm also children so they help the unicorn the unicorn is also injured but because a vein still broke her foot she just mm-hmm. basically rides the unicorn the whole time they're traveling oh yeah <laughs> so okay. yeah i was like the entire time this, like yeah this huge lion like jumps out of nowhere and attacks a unicorn i was like what is going on <laughs> side note because you mentioned her broken her broken leg or was yeah. it is it broken leg in the book like she breaks um, it i think so oh well, ankle leg there's just oh. some leg injury that prevents her from walking very yeah. well in the movie well. her limp is such a fake limp oh yeah like this is the worst acting <laughs> i've ever i love claire danes but that limp i was like so distracted by it right well i think like when they zoom out like really far when mm-hmm. they're walking on the trail i think she was like trying to over dramatize it so you can still tell she yeah. had one but even when they were close up she was still like lugging it along i'm like is your leg dead like you're just dragging <laughs> i don't that's know like, how like. bad of the injury it just says like leg broken or like okay like maybe it was her whole leg but i feel like if it was her whole it's leg she'd be able just, to stand on it even from a kid watching it i was like why is she limping like that <laughs> no one limps like that but yeah also in the book her leg is pretty much broken the entire time mm-hmm. it doesn't like magically like bloop in the water and then become healed so okay. i thought that was interesting let's see clover i freaking swear i can hear her purring get down yeah the pirate captain is not a crossdresser uh the unicorn plays a huge oh. part in protecting a vein from the witch which it kind of does in the movie mm-hmm. like it like, slams in and like hits the goat and everything oh yeah yeah like knocks the poison fight. out yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's all the unicorn in the book as well 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, when they get to the captain, he actually has like his first mate is a woman, and mm-hmm. she's the one that like helps them get dressed and like heals Evane's leg and helps Tristan become like a better man. Beautiful. I guess yeah. <laughs> so she gives a makeover. <laughs> yeah. So instead of a cross-dressing captain, he just has a like a, a first mate that's a woman, mm-hmm. and she's the one that does all that. And they actually spend a ton of time on the boat, which I totally forgot that they did like a little montage in the movie, but all of that is real. So, like, on the boat, that's where he learns, like, how to fight and mm-hmm. how to dance and be adorable. <laughs> I love that scene. That's probably my favorite scene is yeah. them. Yeah. So, they actually yeah. spend, which is kind of weird because in the movie, all of this is supposed to take a span of one week, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I guess time on the wall is different. But you hear a vein, like, while they're there, be like, oh, but Victoria's birthday is tomorrow. And it's The like, whole movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's yeah. like, Victoria's birthday is tomorrow. And, like, the <laughs> deadline of her birthday isn't a thing in the book. Mm-hmm. So... I thought that was hilarious because in the book, they spend like weeks of time on the pirate ship with them to give time for Elaine's leg mm-hmm. to heal and for him to learn how to sword fight because so that time, takes weeks. <laughs> time passes differently beyond the wall? Well, to... I think so, but at the that same time, sense. like in the movie though, she turns around and she's like, oh, but mm-hmm. is her birthday's tomorrow. <laughs> and she was like, I'll give you one week. Neil, so I don't explain. Know. <laughs> I don't know if Yvain was like converting <laughs> like over the wall time i have no idea but i thought that was funny because she's like her birthday's tomorrow and i'm like you're telling me all of this takes a span of one week but in the book they're there for like months with the with the pirates <sighs> oh and so in the book the brothers actually play a much bigger part than in the movies so mm-hmm. there's like this whole section where the seventh brother is like hunting down mm-hmm. the older one mm-hmm. and because all the brothers when they're when they first get like the task from the dad to be like go find the stone the older brother that he's hunting down tells everybody else that he's going one place but actually goes a different one and then disguises someone as him and puts him on a ship (laughs) and sends him out and so the seventh brother he basically sends the seventh brother on a wild goose chase and then when the older brother does get killed in the inn by the witch there's like this whole revenge plot because now the older brother is like only i can kill my brother (laughs) so then he goes after the witch really weird i love the brothers in the yes movie. in the freaking the ghosts are real the ghosts are a Yay. thing which yeah, I, was I was like, like please let yes, this be in the book because it it's is. so funny it's so freaking i mean they don't get a lot of commentary they do mm-hmm. like oh you're here and you do get told that they're like floating next to him like do wow. they look like how they died well, that's never like noted okay. because no one can see them like no one so because i love that that one died in the bathtub <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just naked, naked and, and they're like, like and then like they just cover him with things <laughs> i think it's so adorable the ghosts are one of my favorite things so when i when i was reading and i found out that they're actually in the book i was so excited mm-hmm. but um <laughs> i just love that they're the whole when they're alive they're trying to kill each other and then when they're ghosts they're just like unified like cheering on yeah. everything <laughs> right when they're ghosts then they're all just like oh my favorite is at the very end when they're like sister wait a minute and you can see them like putting it all together (laughs) it's so funny but we'll get there (laughs) so yeah there's a sub revenge plot of the older brother now going after the witch and he finds out that she was the one that had the inn and all of this intrigue and but she is actually the one to kill well she does do that in the movie as Mm -hmm. well she kills the older brother but as soon as all the brothers are dead the ghosts disappear they're not there longer to see like what happens so unfortunately because that's the best part there are way more adventures quote unquote that we don't really get to hear about with Yvain and Tristan like they go off to fight dragons they go off to do like a whole bunch of shit they meet giants like 
it's crazy <laughs> we don't like get to hear all of it but they do get told like they go traveling for years and do all this crazy shit and i was like wow didn't get to hear any of that it's not so insta lovey no there's actually i wrote it down there's actually no moment where they're like aha i like you mm-hmm. like literally they're having a conversation and evane tells him like you know i probably can't have kids and he's like oh, okay like <laughs> they just talk about it nonchalantly like they're oh. both just in agreement that they love each other and they're just like okay that's a thing <laughs> Yeah, there's no like throws her down on the floor moment oh. and they like they stare into each other's eyes and he's like, oh, immortality what? would there's be no so lonely. There's no almost kiss on the floor. <laughs> no, there isn't. They just like are talking. Like I was listening to it and she, she doesn't just, glow while they're dancing. No. Oh, no. There's no like aha moment. But it's they Charlie just, like, Cox. They just like gradually like fall in love. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But there is no like aha moment. Like, don't you know I love you? Like, they're just like, yeah, we have feelings for each other. And that's the thing. Oh. she just like nonchalantly was like just letting you know i probably can't have children because i'm a star and he's like that makes sense i'm okay but don't they have kids they do okay they have a lot of children stars can reproduce ladies <laughs> and gentlemen note taken oh another difference in the book evane is told by the bird so aka his mom that she can't go over so victoria finds out not victoria sorry evane finds out mm-hmm. that she can't go over the wall herself instead mm-hmm. of tristan accidentally finding it like that whole scene where he cuts off her hair and takes it to victoria yeah not a thing the bird <laughs> his mom tells evane like you but cannot it was so cross intense. the wall <laughs> i know i was like, like they're all running to the exact same point right. that part when i was watching the movie i was like oh this is so intense like no in the mo- in the book she the book is so much more simple mm-hmm. and like when they put it on screen they're like intensity <laughs> increase <laughs> Which I think is so adorable because Neil Gaiman is such like a simple man with all he his stories. <laughs> and then this guy was like, make everything explode. <laughs> Cross-dressing pirates. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, his mom actually tells Evane like straight up, like you cannot cross the wall or else you're going to turn into a lump of rocks. Mm-hmm. And she tells Tristan and Tristan's like, okay, well, we're not going over there. <laughs> Where does he go? <laughs> he goes somewhere because, oh, maybe he does go to tell Victor. I can't remember where he was. He goes somewhere. So, like, it's the same thing. Evane's kind of by herself and she, like, wanders. But it's the time of the market again. So, Victoria is actually on their side of the wall. Mm -hmm. Like, on Fairy's side of the wall. And she runs into Evane and she's like, oh, sorry. Like, oh, I'm just getting things ready for my wedding. And Evane's like, you're what? Like, she (laughs) finds out that she's Victoria. The Victoria Uh that he's been talking about this whole entire time. And Victoria's like, oh, yeah, just for, like, my bridal party, I'm here with my fiancé. And she's like, what? So she thinks it's Tristan. Mm -hmm. So she gets all, like, sad and mopey. And then, like, she sees that it's Mr. Monday. And then (laughs) Evane's like, wait, what? (laughs) It's not Tristan? And she's like, oh, gods, no. Like, Victoria's like, no, 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 no. That's my husband right over there. Which I think is super adorable. (laughs) But, yeah, I thought that was cute. No, Henry Cavill's character doesn't even exist. No. There is no Humphrey. <laughs> that I remember. I didn't write a Humphrey down. It cracks down. me up because blonde Henry Cavill, and he was pretty skinny. Right. In comparison to he was what pretty, he is like, now. small. Um, yeah. <laughs> he looked like Geralt Carrie. Uh, not. <laughs> he looks like Carrie Ewells from uh, Princess Bride. Like, oh he literally God. looks just like him. Oh, knocked over a microphone. That's Clover very true. agrees. <laughs> Clover's like, what? It's like, that Table totally, flip. if this was made, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years totally before, it would have been him also when i was younger i did not put together that was henry cavill okay it still shocks me when it's i'm baby henry cavill yeah. and he's blonde mm-hmm. i thought that was very funny. and now he's probably the most famous one in this exactly <laughs> right re-watching it, i mean like, besides well, robert de niro and michelle pfeiffer obviously <laughs> right all of that she said but she's happy to find out that it's mr monday instead they never have an aha moment 
the riddle about when the moon loses mm-hmm. her daughter. Oh, so when the curse breaks, so basically on the day of their wedding, which I think happens the day after the market, Victoria and Mr. Monday get married. Her mom, his mom's just free. And then they go. <laughs> and then they go off and his mom tells him like his whole story of like his lineage and stuff and how you are the only heir left of mm-hmm. Stormhold and congrats, you're a king. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> congrats, this land that you're standing on, it's yours. There isn't a big fight in the witches. No. no. Literally, <laughs> the note I put Evane and the witch have a conversation about how the witch can no longer sense her heart and she can figure out or she can't figure out it's why. Because she gave it to somebody uh, else. <laughs> yes. God damn it. And then the witch just walks away from them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally. She's just like, you're a star with no heart. I want nothing to do with this oh anymore. And leaves. <laughs> but I love that she turned into dust from her happiness. No, like starlight no. happiness. Oh, the, no. The whole line. There's no the whole, mirror shattering everywhere. No. Oh. The whole line of like, what do stars do? Like, they shine. Doesn't even happen. Oh. No, there's no fight whatsoever. So when the director, Matthew Vaughn, says that he expanded the role for Michelle Pfeiffer, he expanded the role for He's Michelle Pfeiffer. He's number one fan. He gave her a whole fucking fight scene. Doesn't and she's exist. like a wrinkly old lady too when it's yeah. happening. Well, that's true. <laughs> that whole thing ass. is true. That, But they're kind of more of badasses in the book because the three of them are like the origin of witches they're like witch goddesses because when dishwater sal finds like out who she is she's like oh my god like i'm so Mm -hmm. sorry if i only knew like in the book too but they talk about how they're like this old lineage of witches like they're super like in the book are they bad witches like how they are yeah okay yeah they still like dwell in dark magic or in here Mm -hmm. i don't think so okay yeah because i thought the mom seemed kind of witchy the oh or was that just because she was kidnapped by a witch i think it's just because she's kidnapped by the witch and she's kind of like traveling with a witch (laughs) i think she's just like picked up some things mm -hmm. she just has knowledge of the witchy world but i don't think she like has powers herself Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know Hmm. he never really (laughs) he never really dwelled on that part if all the witches are bad or not i just i wonder that (laughs) (laughs) those three in particular are like the yeah. like witch goddesses and they're all nasty i remember her calling her like a dark empress or something yeah yeah like they're basically like evil witch royalty mm-hmm. which i thought was big really question cool. does yes. tristan become a mouse yes yeah. that whole part is true that whole like <laughs> turns him down to a mouse puts her in the thing and that's how they travel because during that time is when his mom gets to talk to a vein and is mm-hmm. like hey by the way star she's like hey that's my son. Okay. You can't go over the wall. <laughs> they have this like huge conversation while they're traveling because Dishwater Sal can't see her. Mm-hmm. So the entire time, like at night, and Dishwater Sal will be like, "Who are you talking to?" <laughs> Myself. Is, like, N- nothing. Because I have no friends. Because you hit <laughs> at me. Exactly. Because I'm a fucking bird. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. At the end, she just <laughs> leaves. Everyone just has a conversation. Like yeah, they're yeah, bra- she they're breaking down it. She literally much. talks to Evane and is like, I can't sense your heart anymore. And mm. she's like, but now I know why. It's because it's it's no longer yours. Like you've given it to him. <laughs> and then she just like, hmm, can't eat it now. So I'm going to leave. Bye-bye. And then the epilogue, which I think is adorable. Una returns home and a party happens. Huge party happens because their princess has returned. She rules until Tristan and Evane come back because... Oh. They leave for three years because they're like, the world is so big. We mm-hmm. want to explore. So they leave for three years, come back, see that mom's doing a slamming job, leave for five more years. <laughs> Did she get back with uh, Dustin? The they dad? never mention it. They never mention like yeah. his dad coming back like they kind of do in the movie. But in my head. I love that yes. they got together in the movie. <laughs> well, I don't think so, so in the cute. book because his dad's married. 
his dad's married and has a daughter like they have louise and everything and yeah Mm. unfortunately which they don't mention that at all in the book or in the movie Mm. yeah daisy damn (laughs) daisy (laughs) but yeah (laughs) so they leave for five years come back and then they decide to be rulers but the babylon candle does not get there's no babylon there's no second babylon candle okay so there is a first one where he like sticks his hand in the fire mm-hmm. and also why does he burnt. stick his whole hand in the fire i'm like you just have to light it right but it's more he dramatic if you book, shove though. your whole he does hand. it in the book okay. he shoves his whole hand but then his hand is actually hurt okay. like they when they're on the pirate ship he they heal her leg his hand so i wondered that yeah because he's full-on screaming because that's movie. kind of the moment where it like shifts because Evane's like you stuck your whole hand in a fire for me <laughs> and that's where things kind of like oh. i would have yelled at him and be like you fucking dumbass you just have to light the wick <laughs> you don't have to shove your whole hand just like you know i think it was just like to make sure right i guess <laughs> bubbling it's not, candle it's not that hard to the light the candle bubbling candle with a giant wall of fire is not that hard to light a candle listen okay he's a man <laughs> okay let's just this is true but yeah, so they make really good rulers, and then eventually Tristan does pass away because he's human, but oh. she's immortal because she is a star. I mean, he doesn't live forever because he has the no. heart of a star. No. <sighs> he does eventually pass away. But it's like years. He Unacceptable. Years, years, years. And then she remains ruling for a little and bit. And she stays young for forever? Or does she age? I think so. I don't know. It just says she... Nope, I like she, the movie ending. <laughs> <laughs> she remains the ruler and is a very, very good one. Canceled. He... <laughs> They, they absolutely not neither of, neither of them age and then they they go become stars what <laughs> the you, two stars are next to each other that makes forever. more sense to me because how he can't go up there he's not a star but he becomes a star because he has a heart <laughs> i don't care <laughs> no it's like lord of the rings like aragorn eventually uh, dies and yeah but that's so fucking sad <laughs> yeah well life is sad no oh <laughs> unacceptable <laughs> unacceptable many yes. years dungeon neil gaiman (laughs) (laughs) no no okay so then i went to imbd and got some movie trivia which Uh, i thought was very adorable my favorite part okay one thing i thought was really cool and i want to rewatch the movie to make sure that this is true all the princes wear clothing with a pattern spelling out the numbers their numbers in roman numerals because i'm assuming you all realize that like primus is the first one Mm -hmm. septus is the seventh one Mm -hmm. tertius is the third one so like there's seven brothers so apparently if you look on their clothing there's always something that has like their roman numeral number on their stuff Mm -hmm. which i thought was really cool um they said septimus has buttons yeah there's a roman numeral seven on each button for his thing Mm. on his vest which i thought was really cool the actor always plays the same bad guy i know right (laughs) those who get typecasted i'm like well at least you know you're doing something right (laughs) another fact miramax actually originally had the movie rights and after they expired author neil gaiman felt uncomfortable granting them the rights to just anyone so after turning down numerous directors and young actresses who wanted it as a starting vehicle gaiman finally granted matthew vaughn the rights for free gaiman trusted vaughn both as a friend and as someone who stuck to his word something gaiman considers a rarity in hollywood Mm. which i thought was kind of cute and i'm like i want to know who the other ones like right? <laughs> who else was supposed to like want to, think to of make this into a movie eccentric one is that guy that does a uh, transformers oh god michael bay michael bay imagine <laughs> michael bay doing this. absolutely not. everyone looks sweaty and then there's just explosions the unicorn explodes <laughs> Jesus. the unicorn explodes ah oh, fantastic all right 
Ben Barnes, who plays young Tristan Thorne, was a fan favorite and the preferred choice for Tristan. That's what I said. (laughs) Dustin Thorne. And was a fan favorite and preferred choice for Tristan over Mm -hmm. Charlie Cox as he was considered more attractive. Matthew Vaughn intentionally casted then-unknown Cox over a big-name actor such as the company wanted Orlando Bloom. Which, I mean, like, can you imagine, though? How do you make that man look ugly? Or not ugly, but like... Well, he's supposed to be like... Kind of dorky? Yeah, not Henry Cavill. You know what I mean? He's supposed to be like a a shop boy who's in over his head when it comes to women. Yeah, that'd be kind of hard. do you make Orlando Bloom look like (laughs) that? Especially piggybacking off of like... Did it come out after Pirates? It came out in 2007. Okay. So right around... The hype of Orlando. Yeah. Like, I think that's why they wanted Mm -hmm. him because it was like the Orlando train. But yeah, the company wanted Orlando and Matthew was like, please no. (laughs) Matthew wanted Charlie Cox, which I think is adorable. I think this is the first thing I saw Charlie in. It's the very first thing I ever saw him in. And then I noticed him in everything afterwards. And then everyone's like, it made me laugh when (laughs) like Daredevil came out and everyone was like, Charlie Cox. And I was like, I liked him before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Hipster over here with Stardust, Charlie Cox. Matthew Vaughn wanted him over Mm -hmm. Orlando Bloom as he wanted an actor who could play a dork and easily transition into a suave, handsome gentleman. Yes, sir. Exactly. (laughs) When you got that long hair, I was like, whoa. (laughs) That whole part where he's like Captain Shakespeare, I was like, who who be this man? Yvain, I am right there with you. (laughs) When she looked at him like, whoa. She was like, oh my. (laughs) Adorable. I see you side eyeing. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But yeah, I thought that was funny. Like the company was like, we want Orlando Bloom. And Matthew was like, no, I want Charlie Cox. No. Oh, oh, and his only pick for mm-hmm. Yvain? Lamia, Lamia, I think is the witch's name. The only actress he wanted was Michelle Pfeiffer. I didn't even know her character's <laughs> name. I just, it's <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> right? You know, uh, the only actress he wanted was Michelle Pfeiffer. That's mm-hmm. the only one he had on his list. So when she said yes, he was just like, <gasps> "That's cool, <laughs> right?" Robert De Niro accepted this role. Oh, I know this trivia. Continue. I, I have no this. idea. <laughs> accepted this role due to his regret at turning down the role of Barbosa in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had no idea. It blew up. I had no idea that they had offered it to him, <laughs> though. Like, Barbosa is my favorite mm-hmm. character from those, like, Wills and Given. But Barbosa is amazing. So yeah. I'm just like, imagine Robert De Niro playing him. <laughs> it's like a totally different vibe. That's funny. Right. So he just like jumped on the chance like, pirate, yes, I don't right. care. And he's like, oh, I cross-dress? Even better. Right. <laughs> oh. That part is adorable, though. I will give him that. I remember it's seeing it with my mom in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And she lost her mind when he... <laughs> she was like, I think everyone did. Because it's just like, you never would think that you would see Robert right. De Niro draw a little heart on his like mole and, and then oh. put on like women's... It's not even a full it. dress, though. It's just like their undergarments. Yeah. But with the Can Can song, right? So cute. You mean spectacular, spectacular? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea that they had offered that to him. So I thought that was really cool. I was like, oh, yeah. The the hype of Orlando Bloom and Pirates. So Robert De Niro was like, yes, I'll do this one. One piece of trivia I knew about this. (laughs) You're like, that? I know. All right. And, oh, I said that one already. Yeah, in the original novel, the role of Lamia is actually a minor one. It wasn't until Michelle Pfeiffer signed on to the project, the mm-hmm. role was greatly expanded <laughs> to become one of the main characters. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. So, so everyone yeah. be Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, because if you do look at the other people that are casted in this movie, they're mm-hmm. all huge stars. Like Peter O'Toole plays the dad. Yeah. And Ricky Gervais. Yeah. 
And then freaking we got Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer. Claire Danes was pretty big because she did Romeo and Juliet and um, she was kind of like a kid star. So people already knew who she was. I I think Romeo and Juliet was when she like blew up because, you know, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. You know the the Baz Luhrmann, Romeo and Juliet? She's in that? Yeah, she's she's Juliet. Is she? Yeah. Really? She has bright red hair in there, but that's her. That's oh Claire my Danes. god! Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. But yeah, that's Stardust. I love that's it. Pretty much everything. I want to read it. But I'm yeah. kind of upset over some little things. There's there's a whole bunch more mm-hmm. that's like not mentioned in the movie at all. Like there's this little, which I mean I get. There's like this little like creature man that he meets, that Tristan meets like in the beginning of his travels. Then he's the one that gives him the Babylon candle mm-hmm. and his quest person. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much like his homie. He's the one that tells him, like, here's a Babylon candle and tells him on where he can try to find the star. But be careful because there's probably a lot more people going after the star. Like, don't tell people your real name because names have power. Like, this whole section (laughs) of this little dude that's, like, not in it. But I really liked it. It was fun. You learn a whole lot more than what's in the book, which I mean, or what's in the movie. But I feel like that happens with every adaptation. Yeah. There's always more in the book because they can put more. Which I'm sure they didn't do the little man because I'm sure the CGI on that was just ridiculous. Wait, how little was he supposed to be? Well, he, I'm not entirely sure like what he's supposed to look like, but he's supposed to, I'm pretty sure like how they describe him. He reminds me of like a hedgehog. Oh. (laughs) Kind of like, um, like the guy in The Witcher, um, the episode with the series mom and her dad, like when he was under a curse. Okay. Like how he has spikes. Uh Kind of like that, but small. Okay. Like a like a little yeah. gnome type thing. I don't know. He's just he's really small, but he's like he travels with Tristan and they get lost in a forest that's attacking them, like the trees are actually attacking them. Like there's this whole section of story <laughs> that wasn't even brought up in the movie, but it's kinda like eh. it's cool. I liked it. One and second. if you audiobook it, you can be read to by Neil Gaiman. It's very oh, soothing. His voice is amazing. <laughs> His voice is amazing and it's cool because you know how to pronounce everything now oh, yes because <laughs> you right there's weird to. things that they say in oh the yeah movie. i'm just like wait what is it called limnus gross yeah. and yeah limnus gross and there's also a whole bunch of more like movie trivia but it was like teeny tiny things i guess there's the part where primus in the tub and he's talking to clara danes and he's talking about like oh my father's done so many adventures and it kind of like fades into the background but he mentions that his father used to like ride camels and since it's played by Peter O'Toole, and Peter O'Toole is mainly known for uh, Last Nights of oh, Arabia. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. And <laughs> the Slaughtered Prince, the inn that they stay in, I can't remember if that's in the book or not, but the, I guess the mural, if you actually look at what's on it, it's got Peter O'Toole's face, and that's another nod to a movie that he was in. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> just little itty bitty things here and there, but altogether, I still love the movie immensely because mm-hmm. Charlie Cox, but. It's like any time that movie was playing just on TV, I would stop what I was doing and watch it. Mm-hmm. That was my like go to watch movie to Walk fall asleep to. <laughs> no, I just want, I had it on DVD and I would watch it like every night to fall asleep to. So yeah, that's Stardust. Amazing. Yeah. I've been so excited. So many, I want to own to like this. a really like pretty edition of the book because every time I go to Barnes and Noble, I find there's so many different versions of it. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, maybe this one, maybe this one. Because um, I have one, but it's like, it's the movie poster but mm-hmm. just the word stardust so mm-hmm. no people are on it it's just like a blue cover and then it just says stardust like in the movie font and okay. that's it so i'm just like i want like a really cool looking one i want like a hardback one that looks really old yeah because <laughs> if you google it it's got like five thousand different 
like covers yeah. it's really weird like the one that's on audible that i found out is like a watercolor painting oh yeah but i, I guess they did that's like all of his books <laughs> clover is like you guys are done yeah she's literally standing on the other side of my ipad just like grilling me with her <laughs> eyes like human you have two hands pet me with one of them so what hogwarts house would you put tristan in oh that's interesting because in movie and book would they be different no no i think charlie cox got his like personality like spot on like okay. he's he's a golden retriever puppy mm-hmm. in both versions like he's, a he's very much yeah, yeah i would say gryffindor mm-hmm. yeah because <laughs> at first you would think Hufflepuff. But yeah. He's, Shop boy, he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. But then he grows. Yeah. Why do you think that's so adorable in the movie? He's like, no, no, I'm not a shop boy. I just, I'm a boy who works in a shop, but I'm not a shop boy. <laughs> I was like, oh, Tristan. Yeah. No, he's definitely in Gryffindor. Cute. Yeah. And Yvain? Yvain? Hmm. <laughs> I think, well, I think she might be a Hufflepuff. Because she's a star that, like, loves to stare at people falling in love. Stories. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because she did say that's, like, her. And I'm pretty sure, like, that's also in the book. The movie's more fresh because I literally just watched it. So I know in the movie she full on is just, like, but, like, I loved watching people fall in love. Like, all the hate and the wars and all mm-hmm. the ugliness on this earth. She's, like, it's kind of ugh, it's kind of hard to watch. But she's, like, watching humans fall in love. She's, like, you can't find that anywhere else in the universe. That's so cute. That's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> that is a Hufflepuff. Right yeah in the beginning i think you would think she's a a slytherin because she's very very much like well i'm a star she's very disgruntled she fell out of the sky (laughs) right i'd be pissed too exactly (laughs) she's like this stupid thing also in in the necklace in the movie she wears it around her neck in the book she wears it as a belt so i don't know how big this thing is supposed to be (laughs) oh but yeah she wears it as like yeah she wears it as a belt and tristan's like oh that's fancy and she's like this is the stupid thing that hit me in the head (laughs) so yeah (laughs) yeah <laughs> but that is also this piece of trash <laughs> <laughs> this stupid thing it's, it's also in the dollars. book and when he touches it, it turns into a ruby because he's the last thing of stormhold mm-hmm. but yeah the sister plays the sister well the brothers mm-hmm. evil brothers their sister tristan's mom plays a much bigger part in the book i remember she that was such a like, twist and when i saw the movie for right? the first time i was like what when they walk in and <laughs> the all the sister? ghosts are like wait a minute is that or oh, when septimus sister. is like going after her yeah. he's like una she's like septimus <laughs> yeah yeah, that was like a whoa yeah that was definitely a twist for me Same. now it's pretty obvious re-watching, <laughs> re-watching it you're just like hmm of course she full-on says i'm a princess right and will oh you and then in the me? book you find out like how she got captured so i guess she was like or playing in her garden and was lured by misty things and then the witch snatched her up but it was very and sad just no one searched for her well i think they she did but she form, i think mostly. she yeah in bird form and i think she like cloaked her or something uh, so maybe she did that whole you can't see or hear right. them well i'm thinking it's more of like the you're a bird now so whenever someone comes oh. looking for you it's just my bud <laughs> plus i don't like i'm sure they searched like main things or like they searched like other kingdoms thinking like someone took her for ransom i doubt they were looking for like a merchant she's in the witch. market yeah she's, a bird. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the market yeah. at the edge of the town near wall <laughs> like i doubt they were oh well, at least she got to meet Ben Barnes, so that she is got that. very <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, and that part's so cute too, because it was really funny. Because I had just because Nikolai got announced for yes, Shadow and Bone, so, so I was exciting. so excited, and I got so excited. I rewatched the show on Netflix, so I saw Ben Barnes, and then I rewatched Stardust to take notes for this, and I was like, "Oh, Ben Barnes, we meet again." <laughs> Hello, but this it time all circles back, baby form to you, <laughs> right? 
I mean, doesn't all of it circle back to Ben Barnes? Yes, it does. Narnia, Indeed. it's it's going to happen. We're going to get there someday. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Prince Caspian. Prince <laughs> Caspian. Oh, man. So, yeah, that is all of Stardust. Okay. <laughs> well done. Good job. Right? What are we doing next? Oh, well, our next book will be Lost in the Neverwoods. Yay. Which I'm very excited for. I've been I've been holding on to that casting for a while. <laughs> and I'm very sad because Jane used my Peter for something. Oh, but really? it's fine. No, you can use him. Well, no, I'm still fine. using him because yeah. the picture I found, I'm like, wow, you're Peter Pan. But yeah. Awesome. Did you finish that book? Almost. Ooh, I'm excited. Yes. I love it. I mean, obviously, everything well, Peter yeah. Pan, I like. The entire time over. I was reading it, any cute moment, I was like, oh, this is going to kill Bridget. Like, I got so Just excited. Incinerate how my much, soul. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I got excited for how much it was going to murder you on the inside. Yeah. I'll save my Peter Pan rants for yes. um, after Lost in Neverwoods. I'm going to do a movie sewed on Peter Pan. Yeah. Because it's one of my favorite books. And then just all the adaptations. <laughs> all of them I'll go in through one episode. Hook, Finding Neverland. Ooh. Our oh, OG Neverland. 2003 Peter Pan. That was an awakening for uh, us all. I was going to say, an awakening for pretty much any girl born in the 90s. <laughs> Jeremy Sumter, hello. <laughs> and boys born in the 90s, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I'm so I'll, excited. I'll get there. Yeah, we're going to try to be a little bit more organized this year. So mm-hmm. we're aiming for one book and one movie sewed per month. Yeah. So and then if of, we get kind of carried away with series, then we'll yeah. have one after the other. Also, what we're attempting to do this oh, year gosh. is the Throne of Glass series, which I'm excited yet terrified. <laughs> we could do it. Yeah. But I think we're going to do that one. I think we're going to do two books at a time and then break it up with something because like the second Crescent City comes out on mm. my birthday, mm. I'm so excited. I get paid and Crescent City comes out on my birthday. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yes. trying. I'm stalking Sarah J. Mass because she it's so hard to get any book signed by her. Oh, like yeah. On Books a Million, Barnes Noble. It sells out instantly. I believe so. It. She's releasing batches of like 50 book plates at indie Ooh. bookstores. And she's announced like what the stores are. But nice. it's every day at noon. I miss today's. I'm Aww. upset. And that's what um, yeah. Lee Bardugo was doing for Rule of Wolves. Yeah. She was doing like different indie ones. I accidentally bought two books. <laughs> Neither of them were signed because I didn't get the. She oh. was doing like you had to have a code word to put in to get it, the signed version. And I was just like, this is too much. I'm at work. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm going to try tomorrow. I have like four more days. Nice. I just want Sarah J. Mass's signature <laughs> on something. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I got the Books a Million one because it comes with the Rune Dannon chapter at God the end. Bless. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I like to yeah. buy it from Indies when i can because they always give like cute little bookmarks or right so i mean i would have but uh, the only ones having the rune dannon ones mm-hmm. were books a million so yeah that's where i'm going you gotta get your boy yeah i'm <laughs> so excited <laughs> uh, but yeah so we're probably gonna do like what's the first one? Oh, we're also doing the rosebud method i'm sure you guys know her from tiktok or mm-hmm. she calls it the romantic method where we're doing throne of glass crown of midnight <laughs> and then the assassin's blade yeah and then air of fire kingdom the right queen there. of shadows i think it's queen of shadows and then i don't do you want to do a tandem read of i feel like that'll get kind of messy when we try to do our episodes we'll see right we'll cross that bridge when we get there <laughs> yeah but yeah i gotta reread because i've read the first two past crown of midnight and i was not into like a fae very i was like very oh. anti oh no, no. i know <laughs> fucking shocking right because like right. hello Cause here we are now. <laughs> i have a tattoo um 
Yeah, so it was like not my vibe when I read it, and then oh, it got because no. after the second book, it gets very like, whoa, what, what yeah. is this? Is a different book from from the first what one. I signed up for. Right. So now Royal Hunger Games. Yeah, now yeah. I think I'm <laughs> accustomed to it, so I won't be so like, whoa, what the yeah. fuck? And there are little things I can look forward to. Yay! So, crossover. Ooh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. So I will reread them. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'm only I have an hour left of Throne of Glass, mm-hmm. so. I'm excited. And okay. then our book for next month is going to be Love Hypothesis. So. Oh, God. I am so yeah. excited. <laughs> so we'll probably start Throne of Glass uh, in March. So, mm-hmm. but yes. Okay. February is going to be Love Hypothesis because, you know, February. So I'm excited. And we all love Adam Driver. So. Yes, of course. <laughs> we all know what Love Hypothesis is. <laughs> yes, we're not yeah. trying to fool anybody. We know exactly what it is and we love it. Yes, ma'am. All right. McDonald's. We're going to order McDonald's. Yeah, we are. So are you... Oh. Are you mm-hmm. currently reading Lost in Neverwoods? Mm, yes. I'm currently reading. And I'm reading a lot of manga. So. Ooh. <laughs> exciting. Uh, exciting. Yeah. Are you watching anything? Am I watching anything? Yeah, I'm watching anime. I'm watching. <laughs> listen, listen, it's the only thing that gives me serotonin right now. Honestly. So I'm watching. I feel that. I feel that. Backtracking serotonin. Attack on Titan. <laughs> I'm watching that. <laughs> I was like, wait. And then, serotonin. Um, I'm going through Fruits Basket. Oh, so. Yeah. I'm almost done with the first season again, but I'm going to fucking finish it this time. I'm ready. <laughs> what about you? What are you reading and watching? Well, I'm reading Throne of Glass, almost done. Then I'll be reading Love Hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And then currently watching, I am currently watching the show Hannah. Oh, so, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. So my Amazon, I got a fire stick for Christmas and it was like, you should watch this on Amazon Prime. It's free. And I was like, okay, because I remember really liking the movie with Shasha Ronan. Oh. So I was like, I'm going to watch this. And it's a freaking good TV show. Mm -hmm. So I really liked it. I'll put it on my list. I think I already said that, but I'll... Yeah, yeah. All (laughs) righty. So (laughs) we'll wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Keep reading. And keep watching. Bye-bye. Bye.